Nieves. Welcome to the Have You Seen This podcast. I am your host, Ethan Wilson, here with my good friend and co-host, Jake Spencer. What's up? And for those who don't know, this is a podcast where one of us suggests a movie to the other one that they have not seen. So they can watch it during the week, and then we discuss it on the show. Today's movie that we are talking about is Equilibrium from 2002, starring Christian Bale, Tay Diggs, Emily Watson, Angus McFadden, and Sean Bean. The movie is takes place in an oppressive, oppressive, not impressive, oppressive future where all forms of feeling are illegal a man in charge of enforcing the laws rises to overthrow the system and state that man being christian bale yeah so jake welcome back thank you jake is broadcasting from another section of the united states yes i moved about two thousand miles away from where i was like last week, so to an underground bunker, I, he will never yeah. see the sun. The sun again. He is hiding <laughs> from the impending invasion of humanoid lizards that live in the center of the moon. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So, congratulations, Jake, for accomplishing <laughs> that feat. Yeah. So, Jake, have you? Did you know about this movie? Did you know anything about it? And then. Um, what was uh was it what you were expecting so you had i'm actually I'm, i may have heard of it like just the title i didn't know who was in it i didn't know what it was about uh until you mentioned it on our last episode when we were talking about serenity and dude i'm so glad you recommended this movie because even though it wasn't highly rated at the time i thought this movie was so cool i mean i didn't expect it to end up how it was but I loved it. Like, I was going to, you know, watch it in short installments while I was, like, you know, setting up my, you know, new, new space and all that. But I, I was locked in the movie from start to finish. I, I don't know, man. I loved it. I had such a good time with it. For me, it was a movie that I'm pretty sure a couple of some older upperclassmen that I played football with talked about a lot. And he could correct me later one because he listens but i think jordan leader my friend jordan leader and caleb barger and a couple other guys would talk about this movie and they talked about one specific scene which we'll get to in a little bit um so jordan let me know if that was you i'm pretty sure it was i don't really remember it was a long time ago um but you know those guys 
highly recommended it um, or whoever it was highly recommended it told me that I should check it out and to be honest I mean it's a really I mean it's a fun movie it's like a Walmart brand version of like the Matrix almost yeah it's not like super serious like the Matrix is <laughs> uh-huh. um, but despite the parallels that you could draw from like it being like almost an exact ripoff of the matrix with some of these scenes, um, it still holds on, it holds itself on its own. And that's probably a credit to mostly just Christian Bale and just him being a great actor. Yeah. I, he did such a good job. So that was kind of like my story with the movie. Um, I have it on standard DVD somewhere, somewhere around my house, but I bought it on, um, app on itunes to watch it uh again so i could get a 4k remaster and watch it that way oh yeah dude that's a good idea so yeah i've seen it a few times a handful of times it's pretty fun um what were some things that you did not like or the problems with the movie that you had jake so i didn't have a ton but uh my first one was like the at the beginning like the when they're you know they start you see the raid start they're just the guy that runs out the front door with a gun doesn't even start shooting it just <laughs> runs out like five or ten paces and then just gets shot up like bro he didn't even try to shoot first or try to like you know take cover he just runs out you know you know just like a, a pawn in chess although they're more strategic than that but you know he just runs out and dies for no reason yeah um, and the idea that. These people are dying. I mean, I understand, like, the need to preserve art and stuff, but when it comes down to it, they're dying over, like, rugs and lamps and stuff (laughs) is very funny to me. (laughs) Um, I understand, like, okay, that's that's the Mona Lisa in the, you know, Hidden or whatever. I understand, like, the reason of preserving this, but, like, these, you know, 17th century Victorian lamps. I'm just like, man, you know, cool. It's awesome. It's looking, but I'm not trying to die over it. So the, the fact that like, even later on in the movie, when Christian Bale's character goes into that room with the phonograph and has a mental breakdown, just all that stuff in the room. Like one of them was just like a bottle of perfume and stuff. So being in a, in a time and space where we have access to all this stuff, um, I don't, you know, can't pretend to know what it would be like to not have any of it or be able yeah. to like even feel things. So I would imagine in that span of time, in the, the context of the movie, it's a relevant response to wanting to keep that stuff because it it's part of our history. But you think yeah. they kept, you think they kept Confederate statues? <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, a, one guy is like they got the mona lisa <laughs> starry night the statue of general lee from south carolina <laughs> <laughs> and the one guy in the corner of the resistance resistance screaming about it's his heritage with the confederate flag <laughs> t-shirt on so my first dislike was so when uh so that uh, partridge which is sean bean's character well known for getting killed in the first act of a movie. Uh-huh. Two of two of the biggest movies I've seen him in, he gets killed in the first fifteen minutes. Yeah. Which is well he comes back in Gold he comes back in Goldeneye and he's the yeah. he's the villain at the end. But 
This bro just gets shot in the first of every movie I've seen him in. One, he's not being very sneaky about hiding that book. Like, it's just hanging out your pocket. Like, bro, yeah. stick it in your pants or something. Or the other pocket. You, the other the pocket side. that you're sitting, yeah, sitting away. You know this dude that you're riding with is, like, the cleric. Like, this dude's, like, a prodigy. So he's going to notice yeah. the smallest minute detail. And you just have this book of poetry hanging three-quarters of the way out of your pocket. Yeah. And then you make up some half-assed excuse like, oh, I'm going to make sure it gets uh, registered personally because they miss things sometimes. It's like, yeah, whatever, dude. And yeah. then when uh, Christian Bale finds him reading the book, he pulls that book up over his face and Christian Bale shoots him in the face. Well, what you think is yeah. the face and his head snaps back like it's a headshot. But then later on when he's when Christian Bale's boohooing over Sean Dead's Sean Bean's dead body, which seems like is in the morgue for months. There's a bullet hole in his neck, like in his yeah. like his uh, like trachea area, and his head snapped back like a headshot. So I just yeah, thought that weird. whole scene was funny. Just put the bullet hole on his head. Who cares? Yeah, it's a movie. Yeah, so. I thought that was interesting too. Go ahead, Jake. My next, next one, one was the sun is super creepy. But then in the likes, I also wrote down, okay, the kid totally redeems himself. You know, because yeah, he, he was just very, playing, he, was, he... he was very creepy in the beginning. He just like, you know, like he was going to drop the dime on his dad if he faltered. It's just like, bro, he's acting yeah. so hard. But then when you find out that he was off of his meds too, he was probably, you know, being all stone cold like that because he didn't want to get, you know, you know, because his dad was the main cleric. He didn't want to be. You know, he didn't want to drag the family down, too. So I'm just like, I can't. Also, he didn't want to be burned alive like a witch. Yeah, exactly. So one problem that that I had with this movie, even like going back to when I first saw the movie, um, some things that they have about feeling like what they can and can't feel is very vague. Like when the father is giving that speech to like the the people in the crowd and they all stand up and cheer like cheering is elation. Yeah. When you're cheering for somebody, you're it's elation. You're feeling, you know, goodness and happiness towards the party that you're celebrating. And then, or like when Tay Diggs says that he's pleased to be assigned to Christian Bale's character. Yeah. And then, uh, like being pleased is being happy, and happy is a yeah. feeling. Or, I even mentioned that in one of mine is that you know Tay Diggs also gets angry later on. Yeah, and. Um, and then Christian Bale, when is he, he is fully on his dose when his wife gets arrested, right? Yeah, and his eyes get all wide. His yeah, his first reactions to defend her, which is you're feeling the need, or you're feeling scared, a because these dudes are busting in to grab your wife, mm-hmm. and then angry because they're attacking somebody that you love. Yeah. So, like, is caution and fear and happiness and like these different forms. Not is it's not feeling, but like I can't just be like laughing mm-hmm. at like a joke or something. So some of the stuff with feeling and what they can and can't feel and what this dose of stuff that they take uh, is kind of vague. That was one of my problems. Like it needs to be everyone needs to be just like stone. And that would be hard to make a movie interesting if everyone's just stone yeah. faced the whole time. But that's that's very true. Yeah, I pretty much had that on my well. The one after this, my next one was oh f no, did they just kill? Did they? Oh, did I write this properly? Oh fuck no, 
they did not just kill all the dogs. Yeah, dude, they're like uh, the that... ATF in Waco, dude. Oh man, I was just like, <laughs> heck no. Rolling in on the Branch Davidians, shooting their dogs just immediately. Yeah, seriously, what the? Heck? <laughs> yeah, and I had forgot that that part was in this movie. I dude, I was not super stoked when I watched it. They're gonna have to put like a trigger warning on that. <laughs> yeah, like in the the new Snyder cut of Justice League, it's in four seven aspect ratio or something. Oh yeah. And so it looks like it looks like a TV movie. There's big black bars on the sides, <laughs> and it's like a square in the middle of the TV. That's and hilarious. before the movie starts, it says HBO Max says this movie will be presented in four seven aspect ratio because that is the way Zack Snyder envisioned it. Like. They just needed to do that before the dogs get killed. Just a little little title screen. Like, there is about 17 dogs that are about to get shot with a shotgun, so you should fast forward if you don't want to watch that. Yeah, they should do that. I mean, they don't really show it. You just hear the yelping, which yeah, is still yeah, sad. Yeah, it's still it still elicits, you know, an emotion. So, I yeah. mean, I would immediately be killed in that world, but I'd be okay with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gun kata increasing your accuracy a hundred and a hundred and twenty percent. Get out of here. There's no way that's true. <laughs> There's no way. There's no way. You see how he's flailing his arms like a he's like doing some trunks like before he chops Frieza in half with his arm. Yeah. Like, you know, that the crazy Dragon Ball Z shifting with his arms. They're moving so <laughs> yeah. fast. I thought it was cool though. It's cool. Thing. It's it's super cool. I'm not saying it's not cool. I'm just saying 120%? No, no, it's not. No, it yeah. Yeah. Um, my final dislike was it was a bit disappointing at the end that Tadig's character didn't really get a full final fight. He just gets, I mean. Dude, it was, I love that part. It was part. funny. No, so <laughs> I like that, and I don't like it at the same time. Like, I like the fact that they did that, and it was kind of like, oh, my gosh, he's going crazy. But then I'm just like. Man, I really wanted to see them kind of have it out, but you know, I I I didn't like it and I liked it at the same time for different reasons. But yeah, I did you know, because I I wrote that in both parts. Uh, but yeah, that was my <laughs> final one. Yeah, I have two more. The first one is that Preston, when he's not, when he's feeling stuff, is not like hiding it well at all. No, not um, at all. Like immediately, he's off the dose for like fifteen minutes and like crying. It's like, bro, mm-hmm. you got to chill out. Yeah, his kids are better actors than he is. Yeah, and then, uh, so when they go to execute those uh, freedom fighters or whatever they are in the firing squad, yeah, uh, Preston just, while those guys are getting shot in the firing squad, is just walking down range of these rifles being fired. And I yeah, say, that's seriously. not very smart. <laughs> but he can dodge bullets, man. Yeah, he can. 120% yeah. of bullets, all bullets. <laughs> <laughs> so jake favorite parts and lines so i my first one i wrote down was i wrote batman and agent 006 and then i wrote if sean bean doesn't die in this film i will be disappointed and then i wrote and there goes sean bean doing his thing <laughs> <laughs> 10 minutes into the movie yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i just thought i would just kind of write that down as a little funny joke He's like the horny nerd in a Friday the 13th movie. As soon as he introduces that character, you're like, oh, that bro's going to be dead in five minutes. <laughs> That's funny. Like, And then he dies in the first Lord of the Rings movie as well. 
Yeah, he dies in 007. I'm sure there's other movies he dies in. Um, Doesn't he? Wasn't he in Game of Thrones and died in the first season? He might have. I've never watched Game of Thrones. Okay, I've never seen it either. <laughs> I have this big long here, long one here. Let me see. So Mary says, "Let me ask you something," and then grabs Preston's hand and asks him, "Why is, why are you alive?" And he says, "I'm alive to safeguard the continuity, continuity of this great society to serve." Liberia, not Libria, Libria, Liberia. She says it's circular to exist, to continue your existence. What's the point? And Preston says, what's the point of your existence? She says to feel because you've never done it. You never know it. This is vital as breath. And without it, without love, without anger, without sorrow, breath is just a clock ticking. And I'm just like, dude, that's some, that's some heavy stuff. Yeah. That's you're a just a, line. you're just an airbag. If you don't have feelings, I guess it's pretty cool. I like that whole scene in the interrogation room with him and her. Yeah. I also think it's interesting that, you know, he keeps, you know, taking her into the interrogation room. Yeah. I have a thing about that here in a little bit. All right, cool. My next one was the beginning gunfight in the dark was pretty damn cool. And at that point, I had already just suspended my disbelief. So at first I was like, oh, cool, his little pistols have unlimited ammo. But then I made an addendum to that. They made it clear at the end that he has little reload things in the sleeves. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool. Did you notice that they shot the tetragrammaton like crosses out of the barrels when the gun with the gun flash? Did you see? Oh that? no, I didn't notice that. Yeah, so they that that gun cross that's on the front of his gun and it's kinda like on their little folders and stuff. When when you see yeah. the muzzle flash front on in some of those scenes, it's that cross comes out of that's the cool i actually didn't notice that, that i'll have to look, cool. look for that the next time i watch it i said people always risking everything for dogs man <laughs> oh yeah that i wrote that down example. later on i said he put that puppy yep. in his he put that puppy in his trunk and just killed those dudes over yeah. a puppy that he knew for five later, minutes like, <laughs> never mess with a deadly hitman's dog yeah dude we've yeah. learned that in every single one of those movies <laughs> Yeah, they John Wick constantly gets asked, "You doing this just because of a dog? Why?" It's just a dog. It's like, quit asking him that question. He's gonna murder you. He's gonna break all your fingers, stab you with whatever guns and knives he can find, and then shoot you with it, whatever guns and knives he can find. So I just wrote. I thought it was. You kind of mentioned this. Like I thought it was. I liked how people who are sense offenders have all kinds of like secret stuff in their hidden rooms and all that. I thought that was really interesting. You know, it's like that's one thing they all had in common is the hidden rooms. Yeah. Um. The, the fight when he's trying to get those the sense offenders out of the building, and the guys with the with the bike helmets that never take their bike helmets off, yeah. realize that that he's feeling, and then he just whoops them with the butt the butt stocks of his pistols, his handguns. Yeah. He's just smashing their face shields out with those, yeah, <laughs> with those guns. Cool yeah, scene. that was cool. And when he's uh, fighting, cause all the gun fighting in this movie is so cool. When he's when yeah. he's uh, when they find the dog, he smacks those guns around. Oh my gosh! And catches that part the shotguns and blasts was... the two dudes. Dude, like, cause I wrote that down too, and and my favorite part was like the uh, the main sergeant's reaction. He's like, what? <laughs> like yeah. he could not believe what he just saw like he was stunned i loved that part where he just goes 
and they flip around right to their face and just like oh my gosh that was so sick yeah and uh there's a lot of great like arm breaking in this movie <laughs> dude i had i mean you know me i probably had to cover my eyes a little bit for those because i was like Ugh. i mean yeah, it doesn't show just, it but it's, it's still just, just so he's just he's just breaking arms and kicking knees in and <laughs> yeah. stuff yeah i'm just it's like great. yeah <laughs> There's one guy, he, like, twists the arm around with the gun and then snaps the guy's elbow up. It's, yeah. I mean, it's some pretty great stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, this one, my next one is a little bit long. I wrote, uh, you know, in regards to our last episode about Serenity, you know, they, you know, we talked about the planet Miranda, which basically, you know, which led us into watching this film. And this film also came out a few years before that movie came out. So anyways, yeah. But this movie is basically, like you said, what would happen if that planet was successful in just taking away people's, you know, emotions and all that. And, um, yeah. you know, however, these treatments are, you know, basically voluntary. You know, they can choose whether or not to inject them. And, but, you know, Serenity, they're put into their air systems on the inside of their buildings and all that. Yeah. And so I mean, technically. I guess technically you can choose to not take it, but if you do, I mean they kill you. So yeah, because yeah, that, that's, that's, that's yeah, what this—that's what this that. whole movie—that's what this whole movie is about—is yeah. that despite you removing the removing the equation of feeling, the government is still super oppressive on the people that live in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole reason to remove the feelings is to get rid of war and hate and all of these things, but the government is still just weighing down and stomping on these people. Um, and if they choose to live in a way that they don't want to live without feelings or whatever, they just, they just torch them. They don't mess with them. They don't even give them a trial. They just write them up and put them in the fire chamber. So it's just an insane concept. And the early 2000s really looked into that a lot with this and the Matrix, because the Matrix is just about living in a simulation to charge batteries or whatever, power sources for the robots, the Sentinels. And you're just living in this world that you're not aware of that's happening outside of it. And then this movie is about feeling and removing feelings and trying to have the perfect society, but it's still an oppressive government in nature. Uh, yeah. just because that is just what comes out. It, it's human nature. It's not a feeling at all. It's just humans. There's going to be humans that want to rule over other humans, regardless of the scenario. And then they were, you know, they didn't really with, with Serenity didn't dive into that mu- as much, but I would imagine had they been able to, it probably would have went into that direction. Cause once you turn people, once you turn people into obedient zombies, um, then you can pretty much just make them do whatever you want. And, there's no consequences. So I was, yeah, I was just saying about, you know, serenity where, you know, their serum has like a down, had like a downside, you know, it it made people, you know, not, you know, just decide to stop living. They just stopped trying to do things and then had the big adverse effect of turning people into the reavers, you know? And, you know, so it's definitely a lot different. And I thought that was, yeah. But yeah, anyways, it would have been interesting to see what they did with it. If they could have, went on with it to tweak the the stuff to make it to where the people actually never stopped living and they never turned into the river. Once they corrected it, what they would do with it. And on that note about people like using the serum, they never made a stronger version of the serum. Like if you miss a dose, you start to just lapse into emotion. 
You know, they couldn't make a <laughs> yeah. dose that would last you for more than a day. What about an uh, antacid that la- that you take once a week? What, about, what about an an acid an acid that you take once a month? What about an acid <laughs> you antacid you take once every six months? Well, at that point, why don't you just do once a year? <laughs> and then, uh, so later on, when he becomes the savior. He's wearing his white robe. Yeah. The fight scene with him and the cops, when they find the, uh, th- that he has the gun, and then the guns come out of his sleeves. Yes. And he starts murdering her. He throws the two mags uh, with the weighted bottoms, rounded bottoms on out in the middle of the floor. And it's just, I mean, like I said, this is where it gets real Matrixy. That scene with the mags in the floor, and he's shooting all the cops and stuff in the main hallway, is just the scene with Neo... And uh, oh, what's her face? I can't remember what her Trinity. Trinity. Uh, in that bank or whatever. Yeah. Um, at the end of the movie, I thought that was I'm, a cool scene, though, man. It's uh, a. I mean, it's great. You, you do all this gun kata stuff. Uh, they do it in the Matrix. They do a little bit more, like with the running and jumping and doing wall defying, gravity defying things, because it's a computer yeah. simulation. But. You doing the gun caught of stuff, and he's just it's one one or two people versus fifteen people, and they're doing all this cool shooting and slow motion and all this stuff. You know, I'm gonna watch it. It's gonna be fun. Um, yeah. It was just this time, especially watching. It, I was like, oh, this is just the Matrix. Yeah, but I mean, I thought it was just as cool. Yeah, it's great. I, I mean, it I even wrote that down. Yeah. I'm like, gunfights just as cool as the Matrix. So we pretty much covered all of mine. My last one was the underground society was just literally hiding underground, like, you know, just right there. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah, they're literally underground. We've got to find the underground. Why don't you just look at the greats? It's like they're like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, dude. Yeah, seriously. But I thought that was really cool, you know. Yeah, and it's like a whole other city down there. It's like libraries and stuff. It's crazy. So when he busts in to find the underground and that guy, he's got his back turned to him and he says, what are you going to shoot me? And Christian Bale says, if I wanted to shoot you, I'd shoot you in the face. Oh, yeah. I thought that was a funny line, too. I was going to write – I almost wrote that down. Yeah, that one got a chuckle out of me. If I wanted to shoot you, I'd shoot you in the face. Preston starts feeling his first feeling, horniness. He's I know, just, right? He's just so – he's got it so bad for that redheaded lady. Yeah, he does. You know, he wanted to try to save her life by the end there, too. Yeah. All white because he's the Messiah. Duh, dude. All white. Messiah. He's the... Yeah. Jesus incarnate. Preston. Yep, there's some, probably some symbolism there as well. And then the face slice, man. That oh, was my the gosh. Scene, yeah, that that was... was the scene that that was mentioned by Jordan and Caleb, if it was them. If it was not them, I don't remember who it was. Yeah. Uh, they talked about how this dude just got his face cut off with a katana, and I was so confused. And they were like, "No, he seriously." I was like, "Did he chop his head off?" And they're like, "No, seriously, his face gets sliced <laughs> off by this katana." <laughs> yeah, so I was I, like, I, "Well, okay, I'll I have didn't to watch expect it. that one. I'll have to watch it then." And I love how he just like he he does the uppercut thing, and cuts his face off, and then his dude's his swords his guns fall out. Yeah. And he like slowly turns his head to the right and it just slides off and he falls down. And yeah. Dies. Just right in the middle of the screen for you to see. Yeah. Good old Tay Diggs, man. What happened to that guy? Oh, yeah. 
He did great. So Jake. Yeah, that's would you as far as likes. Would you recommend this movie to a friend? A hundred percent. I love this movie. I yeah. I you know. I kind of figured you would. Great. I kind of figured you I, would because, like I said, Serenity had a lot of like parallels in it. I just kept yeah. thinking of Equilibrium when I was watching Serenity, just because yeah. of certain things. And I just. You know, it, and I and I know why I never saw it. It came out when I was, you know, I think I was a freshman in high school in two thousand two, and then I didn't really watch too many movies back then, and I didn't really start watching a lot of TV and film until I was in my late teens and early twenties, and stuff. So, you know, that's one of the biggest reasons why I never saw it, but I definitely love it. So it's, yeah, I, dude. I highly recommend it. I'm just introducing you to all sorts of stuff. Blink one eighty two when you were in college, and then and then Equilibrium <laughs> now. Yeah, <laughs> I said sure if you want just like a popcorn sci fi movie that's not super complex. Like The Matrix seems kind of tedious. Yeah. Um, this Matrix one's... is heavily more layered than this one. Yeah. This this is it's. I mean, the story is pretty straightforward. There's not a whole lot going on outside of. He's feeling, and now he's trying to infiltrate father, who turns out just to be the dude that you see the whole time, and the yeah. real father died a long time ago. Yeah. Like I said, if you wanted a good popcorn action sci-fi movie, this will scratch that itch. It's a, oh, it's a yeah. good one. It's this not super great. long, um, which is great in the world of four-hour superhero movies. You can watch this movie <laughs> in like under two hours. Or- or the impending six and a half hour uh, Infinity War or um, man, I hope Endgame. I hope I hope Marvel knows <laughs> they're better than that. They don't need to do that. <laughs> Marvel's got oh. nothing to prove. <laughs> I know, right? Seriously, <laughs> I just thought it was funny that I saw that announcement. <laughs> Anyways, continue. Does this does this movie hold up in twenty twenty one, Jake? Aside from the CGI, I think so. Yeah, some of the CGI of the city is real bad. Oh, when he's yeah. looking when he's he, looking out over the city and he sees the sunset for the first time and yeah. cries, that's it. Just or looks when, like you're you're playing like, uh, like Doom from two thousand. Yeah. <laughs> or when the when the the car enters the city at the beginning of the movie, it's just like, oh, that is rough graphics. But you know, <laughs> I I gave it a pass for it being the early two thousands and the it doors, being, the super futuristic a, doors go click clank. Yeah. <laughs> It was a, it was like a, you know, thirty million dollars for a, a, you know, movie back then was still kind of not low budget, but it was still a pretty low budget. Yeah. So they probably didn't have the most to spend on CGI. Um, I said, if you are an alt right conspiracy theorist QAnon person, this movie is very real for you, because. <laughs> We have been asked by governments to wear masks, and that pretty much is the same thing as stripping all emotions and banning all art to those people. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, if you're not a Q person, this uh, the action of this movie holds up, and if you want a better version with the story, you can go watch The Matrix. But if you're just wanting an easy one to watch, this is a great substitute. You don't have to pay near as much attention to it. And rewatchability, Jake. Uh, I intend to rewatch it multiple times. Yeah, I really like this movie, and you know me, I rewatch stuff I like to look for little things and whatnot. And uh, I don't know, I thought it was really good. Um, every actor gave a pretty good performance. It was, you know, shot really well. 
the lighting really worked with you know the the tone they were trying to convey with it so i thought it was really well done i mean as far as you know that part goes i mean i could be wrong but i loved the movie yeah this is a movie that's always been like a youtube rewatchable movie for me uh-huh. so like i've seen it probably all the way through maybe six times but okay all like the set action pieces and stuff like they're all on youtube and you can go watch yeah. those and stuff you can watch that final fight between him and Tay Diggs and then him and the father and you can watch the lobby scene. You can watch when he's beating the trash out of those guys with the, the pistol grip handguns. You know, it's great. So you can just go on YouTube and check out all of those. And then, I mean, like once in a while I'll put this on and watch it. But sometimes I'm just like, oh, I want to watch that scene where Christian Bale beats up that circle of dudes, breaks all oh, their yeah. arms and shoots them in the faces with shotguns and all sorts of stuff. Not that it's bad or anything. Like, it's a good movie. Um, there's just not a super whole lot going on the whole time. Yeah. So it gets kind of draggy in points when he's, when he's like when he's talking to the hologram of the father for, like, the fifth time. I'm like, okay, dude, we get it. You're trying to find the underground. I understand. You don't have to do that anymore. Fun facts, Jake. You got any fun facts? I don't have any because I have pretty slow uh, internet right now. I mean, I don't have internet at all of the house and my cell signal for web browsing isn't really the greatest. So I wasn't really able to look up fun facts. Well, Jake, that's so what you get for to living. Take the lead on this one. That's what you get for living 600 feet underground in an abandoned nuclear so, uh, missile. <laughs> yeah, I got a bunch. Cool. So during the course of the film, the violence becomes progressively more graphic in the early scenes. It's almost, PG with no visible blood, despite people yeah, being riddled with bullets. As the movie progresses, blood starts spilling, and by the end, bullets uh, will spill large volumes of blood. This has the effect incre- of the increasing emotional effect of each act of violence from relatively low at the movie's outset to high at the movie's conclusion. It would be intended that the viewer would grow in emotional sensitivity to violence as the main character does. So when he's yeah. not feeling at first, he doesn't see that he's like these people are, their blood's going everywhere and they're being mangled and stuff. And as the movie goes on, he's feeling more and more feeling empathy. He's seeing like, Oh, when I shoot this dude in the head, 50 pounds of gunk comes out the other side. Yeah. So it's just, that's uh, was intentional, which I thought was cool. Yeah, that's cool. Despite popular belief, absolutely no wires were used during this film at all. All of the gravity-defying stunts were due were done through conventional means. For example, oh, that's the, interesting. The backflip off the motorcycle was done with a trampoline, and and I put in parentheses and CGI because it looks like some of the stuff they did in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but they didn't use any wires. They just did practical cool. effects to, to get the stuff off for the stunts at least uh two different actresses played preston's wife the the con- condemnation archive footage was filmed first the feature mm. and featured alexa summer however when it was time to fill the scene film the scene where she was arrested she could not be found and maria pia calzone that's a funny last name had to take her place. As a result, there are two separate credits. Summer is credited as Vivana Preston, and Maria Pia Calzone was credited as Preston's wife, even though they're supposed to be the same character. 
That is really interesting. I honestly did not realize that they were two. I didn't either. <laughs> That's because that of the is truly character. a fun fact. Fun fact. Fun fact. Um, writer and director Kurt Wimmer invented the martial arts style of gunfighting for this movie in his backyard. Freaking <laughs> nerd, dude. Can you imagine looking <laughs> out your back window as a neighbor, and there's just this dude doing gun kata in his backyard? <laughs> Go warp somewhere else, asshole. I don't want to see this. What are you doing, that, loser? That, go on that <laughs> subreddit, mom and just shit, or just neckbeard things. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out he was inventing gun kata. Yeah, whatever, you nerd. <laughs> it's for a movie I'm making. <laughs> oh, a movie. We call the biggest nerds on the planet nerd. <laughs> um... Originally, the drug prosium was named Librium, hence a term, the term people of Libria, as often referred to as uh, throughout the film. However, Librium turns out to be a registered trade name for the anti-drug, anti-anxiety drug chlorodiazepoxide. As the name was quickly, as the name was quickly changed to prosium, a sly combination of Prozac and Valium, which both have calming effects. Interesting. In yep. That's, a nice, that's an interesting one. <laughs> this next one's funny. The puppy used in the film was a Bernice mountain dog. The noises it makes, barks, whines, yelps, etc. weren't made by the dog, but an actor who specializes in mimicking animal sounds. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> That was just a person making the dog sounds. That was a dude. That was a dude in a oh. sound booth going. Oh my gosh! That's probably the best fun fact of the movie. <laughs> so I really want you. Okay, so picture, picture this. Here's your here's your motivation. You're a dog in a trunk, and your Christian Bale's trying to save you. Go. Yeah. I, I would want to be there for that <laughs> recording session. That would be so funny. <laughs> um, the film was not given a wide release because it had already run into uh, profit as an uh, as a result in overseas sales, and Miramax didn't want to risk turning a moneymaker into a loss in the United States. Interesting. Yeah. Stupid Americans don't know anything. They don't have any culture. I saw it didn't really make that much money anyways. I was just like, Ooh. Yeah. Maybe I um, thought it was good. The film plays, takes place in 2072, so Jake, we'll see this society in our lifetime. Mm, yeah. <laughs> uh, hopefully it's not quite like that. But. <laughs> um, I'm going to learn gun kata. Dude, let's do it. I'll be an old grandpa by then. <laughs> I won't be able to do it. The pistols used by the Grammaton clerics were Beretta 92Fs, not Beretta M93Rs, as some believe. Idiots. Well, converted to fully <laughs> converted to fully automatic. Many of the other modification modifications were made, including giving the guns longer barrels that and modified cool, modified slides. The top part shell ex- top port shell ex- ejection and adding a compensator to the barrel. Non-firing versions of the pistols were given selector switches. When the gun was fired, the muzzle flash formed a tetragrammaton cross symbol, an effect added in post-production. 
That was cool, though. I really like the look of those cleric guns, for sure. Yeah, you'll have to go on YouTube, dude. It's like that first scene where he does the, it's in the blackout. You can see it really yeah. good in that one. Oh, uh, yeah. But I just like the way they looked with the extended barrels. Yeah, they're slick-looking guns. Uh, yeah. Berettas are really nice. I know it's probably yeah. not. We're going to not talk about guns on the podcast right now, but um, they're nice. Uh, yeah. The shotgun used by the trooper, and actually I said we're not going to talk about guns. The shotgun used by the trooper <laughs> to shoot the dogs was actually a Walther WA-2000 sniper rifle minus the bipod with an added shotgun handle style. Style interesting. handle. Yeah. Interesting. Mm, interesting. Um, the visual effects budget ran out during post and was forced to keep some practical effects. This is most easily noted during the scenes where people are shot and murdered. And instead of blood erupting from them, large clouds of dust can be seen. Yeah, the intention I was originally, the intention was originally, was to use a dust base and then develop blood clouds using CGI. Mm. Here's the body count, Jake. You ready for this? Yeah, hit me with it. John Preston kills 118 characters in the movie. Jeez. Which makes him responsible for half of the total 236 deaths shown. <laughs> As of 2009, he continues to hold the third place record for most deaths in a movie caused by one character. Really? Yeah, dude. Man, I've never like even slash movies where these dudes—that's the whole premise of them. They don't. I kill like well, like the most I've seen in a movie is like 18 people. This yeah. dude's still got a hundred on them. So Jake, I couldn't find any casting what ifs or anything like that so i got this question for you yeah who would win in a one v one v one bare knuckle fight no weapons bare knuckle fight between john wick jason Bourne, john preston and ethan hunt just give me your okay. just not too much long to think about it give me your your tier one list? through five the, the the person that you think would win as number one through the person you think would lose as number five. Okay, if we're talking about John Preston on Prosium, he's number one. Um, John Wick two, uh, and then and then closely after, like a real quick, is uh, Jason Bourne, and then I don't know um, John Wick, Jason Bourne, and Ethan Hunt probably pretty close, but I would say Ethan Hunt might be the the least, but I don't know. Yeah, I was. That's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Uh, John Preston, John Wick, Jason Bourne, and Ethan Hunt. I just think John Preston on the on the prosium and even off the prosium, pretty um, emotional. He shows at the end. Uh, yeah, yeah. this is the stone cold killer man. Uh, yeah, John Wick number two, just because he does. It's like that dude knows he was. He's gonna like. He just. He's gonna fight until he's dead. Yeah. And it's kind um, of the same for like I think um, yeah, but Jason I think Bourne. I think Jason Bourne and Ethan Hunt always have a way out. They always yeah. they always have a way out. Like yeah. that's like their thing. It, they're fighting yeah. to they're fighting to survive to get to their next point because they got something yeah. else to do. As to and where that and as to where yeah, that was my rationale too. Yeah, as to it's where, funny we have the same list. <laughs> <laughs> as to where Preston and Wick are just, I've got one thing that I'm going to do, and I'm either going to die doing it, or I'm going to do it, type of a thing. Yeah. So, that was my list as well, was Preston, uh, Preston, Wick, Bourne, and Ethan Hunt. And 
you know, we've never seen prime time John Wick. You've seen retired, out of retirement John Wick. So if it's prime time, yeah. you know, number one is up for grabs between probably Preston and yeah. and John Wick. We, but. we need to see a we need to see a, a John Wick prime movie. Yeah, I would like a prequel. I just don't know who they would cast because Keanu Reeves is kind of that character. So yeah. Um. So let's see here. Other than that, I don't have anything else. Jake, you got anything else? I'm good. Yeah, no, this is a, this was a good recommendation. Okay, so if you like the show, you can give us a five-star iTunes review and give us a little comment on there. That would be cool. You can also find us anywhere else. Podcasts are found. Um, on Instagram, we are HYST Podcast. On Facebook, we are also HYST Podcast. And then on Twitter, we're seeing this have you. And then on Twitter and Instagram, I am Ethan Tyler Wilson with no E in Tyler. And I am at J-A-E-K Spencer on both Twitter and Instagram. So you can find us there. Um, And until next time, uh, I am Ethan Wilson to tell you to stay safe, wear masks, and be courteous to people. Jake. And I'm Jake Spencer, and, you know, same thing. You know, be safe and, uh, you know, watch some, stay inside and watch movies with us. Yeah, dog. So we'll see you next week, man. See ya. Hey, everyone. Jake here. Next week, we're actually going to watch Sonic the Hedgehog, and I believe it can be found on Hulu right now. See you next week. (laughs) 